Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. everybody um welcome to uh welcome to revolution um i ended up getting covid last week so that was that was quite a that's sucked pretty bad um yeah so it's nothing to joke about everybody's like oh it's like a cold you know, <laughs> and um, my kids got it, and my ex got it, and they didn't get it that bad, but for some reason, man, I got it really bad, and uh, it was really tough, you know. Uh, the nausea, I don't know, I guess there's a new one going around, it makes you nauseous, because I was super nauseous, and I hate being nauseous, um, and I hate coughing and everything like that, so, yeah. It is what it is, but it lasted a, honestly, I feel like maybe just almost like 10 days. Like, I feel like it took like at least seven days to start feeling just normal. Like starting to feel like, because it's kind of a tricky sickness. Like it makes you think you're okay. All of a sudden you get up to go do something. And then the next minute you're like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> so um, even yesterday I was feeling like my energy has been super low. So it was, ugh. 11 days, wow, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a new strand out, but I'm actually like kind of glad I did get the shot because I would not have wanted the vaccine because I don't know what that would be like without the vaccine. <laughs> so God only knows. Um, I'm still a little upset that I didn't get any superpowers from the vaccine because I was really hoping on that one. Um, but that didn't work out. Um, all right, well, it is like warm. It's a warm day here in the big, in the big city of, uh, Washington, S Seattle, Washington. Um, and, uh, it's really warm in the apartment today. It's probably the lights as well. I got the kids today, so they're in the room playing. Um, so yeah, yeah, got the, yeah, the COVID. It was it was what it was. Oh, hold on one second. One second, please. Parenting. All right, sorry. Parenting calls. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, revolution is here. I'm sorry I had to cancel last week. And um, sorry, guys, they're arguing. I'll be right back. Enjoy, enjoy the, uh... oh, I got an autograph from Seven Seconds, probably where I got all of Washington, gave all of Washington COVID. All right, here we are, I'm back. Um, all right, so yeah. Um, uh, Lord, 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 help me today. Um, 
Did you guys see, I don't know if you follow Reverend Vince Anderson on any of your social media stuff, um, but there's a new documentary coming out called The Reverend, and you've got to check that out. It's uh, going to be really awesome, and uh, it's going to be probably like an independent films all over the place. Also, I've got my buddy Jason's shirt on today. I told him, you know, he sent it to me. Um, I don't know if he knows, though, that in the emblem down here that they accidentally put the cross upside down. So, yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah. Besides having to explain that to the... Uh, to the uh, daycare at my kid's daycare why I have an upside down cross on my shirt. It was, you know, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and you'll never probably ever barely see me in a white shirt. You know, you're my friend if I'm wearing your shirt and it's not black or really, really dark navy. Um, but it's got black in it, so kind of looks like I've been bruised. Um, and I have. I have been bruised. Whew. Well, um, just, you know, kind of, I guess that's what's been going on. I, I'm going to talk a little bit about some things I've been learning uh, just from going through a lot the past uh, past week or so. Um, but what was I going to mention? One of the things I was going to mention. Um Hold on one more second. Dad, got a dad again. All right, sorry, I'm back. Uh, I don't have a babysitter, obviously. Um, but anyway, so been a crazy week. Um, this has been a really, you know, we. I was really glad we got to have Zoe uh, speak a couple weeks ago. We got a lot of great f feedback from there and um, from that, and that's been awesome. Try to kind of bring in more voices over time um unfortunately we just don't have a budget really to be bringing people on um which i was going to mention if you want to support revolution i'm going to start with that today <laughs> you can go to revolutionchurch.com and um uh, we have not been doing well financially just purely like this is almost like becoming a hobby at this point <laughs> for me which this was how i made my living but i have another job right now um, that's paying the bills. I'd really like to um, get back to, you know, making Revolution full-time in a major priority, though, um, as it always has been in my life. Um, but right now, um, we really could use your support. So if this is something you get something out of or you like, like the work we're doing, um, please uh, consider supporting uh, this work. You know, I'm always going to try to do something where I'm communicating with you guys. Um, it's just, uh, we lost, uh, a donor who, uh, just decided we were too much for them and they were kind of a big supporter and, you know, they, uh, just felt like we were too inclusive, to be honest with you. And so, you know, and I get it, you know, you're not, can't force anybody to stay, stick around and support us, but they were one of our bigger supporters. And um, so they've stopped supporting us. So that's the problem is when you have like a one big person you kind of support on rather than a bunch of small people supporting your work. Um, so it's been tough. And if it wasn't for my other job right now, um, 
I'd be in trouble. Anyhow, um, Revolution would not even be able to do, I wouldn't even be able to do this right now. So there you go, that's the spiel. Um, I'm not gonna promise you a mansion in heaven for supporting Revolution. Um, <laughs> but it does help us continue to do this work and um, a lot less worry. It makes us help um, worry a lot less. Um, so anyhow, um, thank you. As you can tell, it's kind of wearing on me a little bit, but I've been doing this for like 30, you know, 30 years. So, uh, you know, I think it's tough when you, you know, I don't know. Don't know what I'm gonna do, to be honest with you. I don't know if we will be able to carry this thing on or not, to be honest. Um, you know, maybe it's a time to do, start thinking something differently. I love this community and I love being a part of this community, but um, I'm really worn, worn out, um, to be honest with you. So well, that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today is, um, is um, is being worn out. And I've had to really make a, a big decision uh, the past week or two. I've kind of had to make decisions on some things. And I'm going to start, well, I'm going to start with James um, from the letter James, uh, James 1, or James, the, just the letter of James, verse 1, uh, 2. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let that endurance have its full effect so that you might be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to read this today, I think I read this a couple months ago, a few months ago, because I don't often read out of the book of James, um, is that I've realized that I've had to make a decision in my life if I'm going to be bitter towards certain people. And if I'm going to be able to show, like, like I feel like in a lot of, uh, lately I've had a few relationships um, where I've done nothing but show grace, 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 grace. And I, I'm sure we all go through this and this is why I'm sharing it with you. And it just, just continue to just like not get anything back um, and continue to be you know, unappreciated, uh, um, not really even treated like a friend or a human in a couple of relationships. And these are relationships that are very close, very close relationships. Um, as you all ought to know, I'm introverted and um, so, so it's been really tough. It's been really tough to decide, do I want to like, and, and I realized that I was starting to like harden my heart towards these people, like just completely shut down um, and, and go cold. And it was hard to, to make the decision because I've, I've practiced grace my whole life. I've preached grace my whole life. And, and, I, and I found grace to always be something that was 
for me, a gift, really, like not just a gift of like accepting it, but a gift of showing it to other people. And, um, and, and it's been really tough this past few weeks to share it with other people. It's been really tough for me to share it with, with these people in my life. And, um, so I was just driving in my car and I was just thinking like, am I going to let this get the best of me? You know, am I going to let my anger, am I going to let my hurt, am I going to let my pain and my resentment and my worries, um, get the best of me, you know? And, and I can say at this point, I've decided not to, I've decided to try to take the higher road, um, but it's difficult. It's difficult to continue uh, to care about people, um, and you have to like make that decision when they don't treat you well, or, or you know. And and it's tough. It, it's tough. And these are really close personal relationships. Um, and I was I was thinking about. The, the book in, uh, in Galatians where, you know, when Paul is saying, like, be careful of biting and devouring one another. You know, be, beware of hurting one another. Beware of tearing each other apart because um, you may become consumed by each other. And, and often I think we don't realize that we consume people or we don't realize what other people are going through. And, you know, everybody's going through something. You know, especially right now in this world. I mean, like my rent goes up this month. Uh, groceries are expensive for all of us, I bet. You know, it's like we're all struggling to make ends meet. Um, it doesn't seem like any politician, conservative or, you know, or liberal gives a real damn about us as human beings and about this country. Um, this country has seemed to really turn into shit to be honest with you um over the past few years and um it's really sad you know it's it's just sad to see like you know and, and then we're at each other's throats because we don't often have room for nuances in our lives and things like that where we can disagree well with each other and that's been a big part of what we're trying to do here is it is 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 learn to disagree well and, and to be able to have hard conversations. Um, and I guess what I'm wanting, I'm wanting to share with you guys is like, I, I deal with that every day. You know, it's like, I think of like Corinthians 13, you know, love never gives up, never loses hope, is faithful, endures through every circumstance. You know, I, I, I think about those, um, those ideas, those choices that we have to make. Um, Every day is, is like, so, so I guess what I'm saying today is like grace is a choice. Grace, grace is a choice that we often have to make to give to other people, to show to other people, and that we have to learn to live with our own pain, um, to endure every circumstance. And that's not easy, but that's what people want to know. Like, why Christianity? Why this faith? Why that? It's because I feel like that's what it's called me to do is like, that's where, you know, the heavy work is, the heavy lifting is done. The heavy lifting isn't done fighting to take away people's rights. You know, the heavy lifting isn't for me to, like, try to destroy other people's lives or to, 
uh, decide who gets grace and who doesn't and who's Christian enough and who's not and whose theology is correct and whose theology, that's not where the heavy lifting is. For me, the heavy lifting is loving people when they don't love back. You know, loving people when they maybe don't even have the tools to love back, you know, and, and, and trying to be patient with people, you know, and patient with others when I know they'll say things to me and not realize like I'm going through something else, you know, and, and, and like having to learn to not react right away out of the anger and out of the hurt. A few weeks ago, I told you guys, like I did that really hard the other day. It's like somebody gave me a really tough time and really disagreed with me and I did not disagree well back with them. Like I really let them have it and then they shared my post about me being upset and they shared a private message that, you know, and it was really tough. Like I was really like lost. I was like, I, you know, but it was also, I was going through a lot of stuff. You know, I had been rejected by some, by my father, you know, and, and, and in a really tough way. And, you know, I kind of let loose on this other person, but I also was feeling like there's no room for nuances and we can't have conversations and we can't, you know, it, it gets despairing and it feels like we're sinking. And, um, and so, you know, I literally, like, I'm sitting in my car, you know, driving home in traffic, and I'm going to myself, like, I have to, um, you know, and I see this, like, I've learned to remove toxic people from my life. I, I see what you're saying. But for me, it's like, sometimes I don't have that choice. You know, my work, I don't always have that choice to, like, get rid of people. Oh, they're toxic, you know. It's like, well, are they toxic or are they hurting? You know, what is the, what's in their life? What's been brought into their life that makes them that way? You know, what are they going through that's causing them to suffer? And is it my, it's not my job, at least in my work, as, as a pastor, quote, in quotes, I guess, is my job is to love people and to not judge them and to, to find out, like, you know, so when I say someone's toxic, I'm saying, well, that means they're bad for everybody. But really is why? Why do they feel that way? What have they been through? What hurts them? What are they not being hurt? Is there mental health issues? Is there deep pain from childhood? Are they going through a lot? You know, and so, you know, like, because often I think we just throw that term around, this toxic term around, and it's just anybody who doesn't agree with us politically or doesn't agree with us, like, personally, um, or, you know, people we don't like, um, you know, like, how are we going to change you know, people to, to be a gay affirming, for example. Like, I have to work with people who aren't affirming to talk to them about being affirming. And a lot of people would say, well, those people are toxic. But when I go like, you know, I've got to figure out a way to reach these toxic people and talk to them. And then when my LGBTQ friends sometimes will go like, why, how, why are you talking to them? Or why are you giving them empathy? Or why are you, you know, I'm like, because this is how we build community. Because this is how we build a movement. You know, I, I've seen people change through relationships more than I've even seen them th change through scriptures or anything like that. And I can support the scriptures, but we have to talk to each other. We have to show each other respect. You know, and that's why it's the narrow road. That's why the Bible talks about the narrow road. And, and that's really tough, you know. And, um, and so for me right now is one of the things I'm trying to do is, is why I feel like personally attacked it's like I've got one particular relationship I'm thinking of that I, I really have to be in. It's it's something that it's like just something part of my life. And so it's like I've got to decide for myself how I react.
how I treat that person, how I communicate, and do I show grace and do I show mercy? And it, you know, or or am I just cold? You know, and do I? You know, and what I started to realize is that sometimes we allow people to dictate how we're going to treat them back because they treat us badly and we feel hurt and we kind of grasp at our pearls and go, how dare they? And so we give it back. And when it, when we can give back kindness, it's hard. It's hard to give back kindness. You know, it's tough. You know, it's tough to pick up your cross. It's tough to die to yourself. But this is dying to yourself. When I was raised as a kid, I was told dying to myself was like not listening to secular music or going to rated R movies or hanging out with the wrong crowd. Like that was picking up the cross. But what I realized is for me is picking up the cross is not, you know, dying to my flesh isn't that stuff. Oh, don't lust, you know. Don't look at the girls in the bikinis or whatever, you know. Um, but, but for me, it, it's not about that, you know. For me, it's about... For me, it's about going, okay, I'm going to try to love people who disagree with me. I'm going to try to disagree well. You know, I'm not going to give up. You know, I'm not going to give up when people who, you know, with over misunderstandings. Because it's tough. This is a tough world. You know, you do a lot of work in one area and then people get mad at you from that area and you don't know what to do and you go, ah. You know, but it's all just going like, I have to, one, kind of trust something greater than myself, this idea of grace, and continue to show grace. And hopefully those who get angry with me loving the other, I can say, okay, well, this is how I love the other. This is the best I can do. And this is what my calling is. And it doesn't change the way I love you, you know. Um, so I'm going to love those people. I am not only going to love my enemies, which that's what I'm really talking about, is how do I love my enemies. But I may also love your enemies. And to be honest with you, I could probably use you loving my enemies because it'd probably be a little bit easier for you to love my enemies. I'll love your enemies. We love each other's enemies and maybe we can see change happen. You know, and that's one of the great things about, I always liked about being an ally uh, was that I could go in and have tougher conversations and not feel so personally attacked, you know, that I could go there and I could confront these issues, these really tough issues and not you know, I'm not carrying all that baggage with me that I could kind of take a bullet. You know what I mean? That you could kind of take the things for that. You can kind of, you know, and also I could be a lot more blunt and a lot more honest and a lot more angry because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't so personally my fight, even though it was from people I loved and cared about, but I could also be the bad cop. And I liked that job, honestly saying like, you don't understand what's going on here. Um, and I think we could use more of that with each other is that sometimes maybe we do stick up for one another. You know, maybe we do care for one another. Um, maybe we do help each other with each other's people that are tough in their lives. Um, you know, there's always going to be people who push and test us, but I feel like that idea of praying from afar even is important because it's like loving from afar is because I, I want to see people become healthier. You know, that's the idea behind this work is how do we help each other become healthier? How do we not write each other up? How do we never give up? Like really like Corinthians 13, four through seven. How do we never give up on each other? Because honestly, in the culture today, the America is completely divided and we're all about giving up. 
on, on somebody else because they don't say this right or they don't do this right or they don't think this or they don't recognize this or they don't say that or they don't vote or they vote for this or they believe this or they don't believe that. And it's just become this great thing of, of legalism of how do we, you know, you know, well, I won't recognize them. But I'm going like, well, if I subscribe to this faith called Christianity, this ideals called Christianity, then that's not my, I don't have that choice. I got to love people. You know, my, my choice is I, I got to love my enemy as well. And there's certain people I'm going to have to love from afar because I can't do it very well. But I also, like, you know, we're going to reach out to other people and say, hey, can you help me with this situation? Um, but it's tough because there's not a lot of people to do that. I mean, life is really lonely. Life is really tough. Um, people often don't care. Um, I think that's why it's important that we learn to listen, that we learn to empathize, that we learn to show sympathy to each other as much as we can, um, because it's not, um, it, it's not, it's not easy, and we have to be in this together, and that's why I talk about community, and that's why I, I think when I think back of like what Dr. King was doing in the civil rights movement, is that he was, you know, looking for change in people and seeing who would join the movement. And when someone came and said, well, I'm not a racist anymore, but I was, and I did all this horrible stuff. He didn't go, well, I'm sorry, because you are racist, you can't join us. He goes, oh, praise God. You know, you're awesome. Join us. We need more people to work and help do this stuff. You know, we're going to be a community and we're going to change these things. And that's what happened. And I feel like we've become so jaded in this, in this country, especially is that we're and just this whole, like, ideal of like honestly i would just say like i feel like white people took woke and just ruined it to be honest with you um i'm probably gonna get a lot of pushback for that but took this idea because it's it's not just like now we know what's going on and we we really got our ear to the you know and now it's like no 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 if you're not this way you're out you know it's like this real like you know anal retentive way of of doing things that's become very legalism legalistic and the uh, same thing i think you see a lot in the church especially in the white church is this like very judgmental, legalistic sense of, you know, and even in the hippy-dippy ones now, there's still this legalistic sense of like against the legalists. And it's like, this isn't the answer. Yes, we have to speak truth to power, you know, but the problem is we become so distracted that we're yelling at each other because we agree with different parts of the power. And what we should do is be working together to figure out how we, we make this world and this life better for each other and how we encourage each other to do that. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe we can't agree that we all should have Medi Medicare for all, but we could all probably agree that it should be cheaper to go to the doctor, you know, and that it should be cheaper and that we probably shouldn't have to have two, like three different insurances just for our body. Like I have to have eye insurance and I have to have teeth insurance. I, you know, we can all agree like these are areas that probably need some changing. Um, so... So, you know, it's like there are things that we can agree on. We can all probably agree on that groceries are really high, you know? <laughs> you know, and I know these are small, seem like small things, um, but it's just proof that our government's not working, you know, and uh, that, these, that our leaders don't have the answers, and I don't think the leaders really care about us. 
And I think that's a better reason to build a community of people who maybe disagree, because if we learn to disagree well, we might be able to get something that helps the world a little bit better. Um, it's tough. So yeah, that's, you know, that's where I am, making tough choices to kind of just continue to move forward. And um, choosing, continuing to choose the road less traveled, continuing to try to love my neighbor as myself, um, and realizing that my neighbor is also my critic and my enemy. And um, trying to not allow that despair to turn into anger. Because to be honest, with you like if you want to talk about toxicity um for me like i i don't really feel comfortable calling other people toxic necessarily i mean there are certain people that i would just totally say that that person isn't that person isn't that person is don't worry I, i've got a lot of judgment um for people um i do struggle with it but for me i feel like it starts to become there's a toxicity in the idea where i start to take anger and hurt towards other things and then start to force it out towards other people. And that's what starts happening to me is that I'm starting to have like personal loss, which is causing my patients to be less with people outside of my, my, in my work world and in my life, you know, so like there's these personal situations that are causing me not to have as much patience and not to show as much kindness. And so what I'm trying to do is make that choice to say, listen, I'm going to take those situations and I'm going to try to take the high road in those situations. And what I'm going to have to do is just watch myself like on social media, watch myself when I'm out in public with people that I don't allow some of my, my personal frustrations to turn into anger and hurt towards other people. And when I do do my best to promptly admit it and ask for grace. So that's the thing is like showing grace, Living a life of grace, I promise you, does not promise that you will get grace from people. But it's all we can do, is continue to show grace, show mercy, show love. And I keep coming back to that 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 7, which is a wedding verse, but I've used it my whole life, and it's not really for weddings. But, I mean, not everybody uses it for weddings. I used it for my first marriage. See how that worked out? Uh, you know, love never gives up, never loses faith, always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Now, I don't think, I think that's God's love for us, but I also think that's how we are called to kind of try to love each other. But we're going to need a community to do that because it's, it, there are going to be people that we have to give up. But it wouldn't it be great if we're in a community where like, I can't handle this right now. Can you help carry the burden right now? Or I can't deal with this. Or I need a break. Can I, you know, can you fill in for me? Can you do this? Because right now I'm just not in a place where I feel like I can share grace and mercy, you know? And um, so... You know, it's, I see some conversations, stuff about people going on about toxic stuff. And, and, and maybe it's, it's, you know, like Dr. King said, it's like people aren't my enemy. You know, it's misinformation. And maybe what's toxic is misinformation. You know, or maybe what's toxic is burnout, that we live in a country where it's burnout and we don't pay people enough money. Uh, so they have to work three f jobs, you know, to barely make the ends meet. And that's not even a reality, you know, like two jobs is barely a reality, like uh, of being able to have any life and have children and do these type of things that we've, we've required so much from, from humans that they're burnt out. And so maybe that's the toxicity is the burnout or the unrealistic demands that we're putting on people, um, that corporations have become so greedy. So maybe it's a, 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 a greed is a toxic thing. 
you know, so maybe it's these, these things that affect us as people, but aren't the people themselves. It's, it's the things that come in them. So like, you know, that person has toxic traits, you know, they're greedy, they have a, they're a billionaire and they still want more, you know, and they don't want to pay their kid, you know, they don't want to pay their workers um, enough to, to pay their own bills, you know? So that seems like a, a toxic trait, you know what I mean? Um, so those are things that we have to change through talking with each other and starting movements and speaking to the government and speaking truth to these things and saying, listen, I'm not going to say that you're, you know, you're this toxic, you know, you're a toxic person, but you, you've been, you've, you've been affected. You've been, inf you are, you are infected by toxic traits of, uh, of not being able to not much less left, love your neighbor, but just love any, you know, even love your own family or to love your own employees or to love people like that. Um, but this requires thinking and this requires patience and this requires growth and this requires time. This does not happen overnight. This does not happen listening to one talk. Um, this is something that we all have to work on together. And, uh, and, and it's not easy. So I, I guess is like, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, try to choose love when you can and, um, Maybe back off from people right away if they're t if they're in their life. So you don't you don't need to be their judge. You know what I mean? Um, because you can realize that that's when you start to become toxic. Is when you start to go, oh well, I'm going to judge them and say they're evil or they're bad. Then you've just kind of created. You've become the judge and take on the. Tr you've taken on infected this by this trait of saying, well, I'm the judge now. You know, when it's really is like. How do we love each other enough to change each other? And that's what I find. Uh, that seems what Christ was trying to do is trying to recognize each other's humanity, and then that within that allowing the you know the allowing that we're fallible. And once we realize we're fallible, and all in need of grace is when we can change. When we realize that this is just who we are. There's parts of my life that are, I'm a piece of shit, you know, or I'm judgmental, and I can accept that. And when I only when I accept that is when I'm able to, to, to change a little bit, is like when I'm able to, like, that doesn't become the, the end all, you know? Um, but it, it's hard not to become angry at people when you start seeing people cancel people and cancel people you love and try to cancel you, you know, and things like that. It's hard not to want to return the favor and say, well, no, that's really where the, the ones calling me toxic are actually the ones who are toxic. You know what I mean? It just becomes in that he shed, they shed, they did, you know, we turn into the things that we hate. You know, and, and I think Nietzsche said that, you know, if we, when we fight monsters, we have to be careful that we don't become the monsters that we fight. You know, and, and unfortunately, I feel like that's what we've done is, is that things like social media have simplified it so much that now I go onto social media and I have people question, you know, on Facebook questioning like, you know, oh, are you really poor or are you just pretending, you know, because you're a white male, white cis male? And I'm like, what, what, the, what the hell does that even mean? Like, am I pretending? Like, no, I'm not pretending I'm dying. You know, I'm trying to live a life here. I'm trying to do good work, you know? And it's like, people are like, oh, you really, you really believe in grace? Well, what if I say this shit about you? You know, and what if I say this? And what if I pick you and put you in a category of uh, sexuality and race and this and that? So now you're here. And so now I'm going to put you here and say you I'm going to judge you. You know, it's kind of like, this is exactly what you don't want done to you, but yet you're doing it to me. And I'm like trying really hard to like, figure this out and not go and not make me feel like I'm, I'm going unhinged. Like, like I'm taking crazy pills, you know, I'm like, 
like this is the stuff that you're fighting against yet it's okay to do to this one group and not that you know what i'm saying so it's like you know and i'm not trying to defend like white heterosexual straight males you know we have had that easier but we also suffer from mental health we also go through hard times we also do all this shit we also go poor and i think what we're realizing is that uh, the powers that be just don't seem to care about anybody uh, and and at least we're all e becoming a little more equal now is that they don't seem to really care about anybody um so i don't know and honestly like i i see some of the responses and like it's like you know welcome to this or welcome to that and you know it's like my whole life's been a struggle you know, since I was 11 years old, my parents were the butt of every joke. You know, when I was, you know, 13 to 18, I spent time trying to go visit my dad in prison. You know, and watch, you know, and fist fight through high school. You know, it's like, we welcome to humanity. Humanity is to suffer. To live is to suffer. We all suffer. We all fall short. We all get shit. You know, I mean, and there's some areas where, yes, I'm lucky. Like when I drive down the highway and if I speed and I get pulled over, I'm not probably likely to get shot by a cop. You know what I mean? And that for me, there's my white privilege. But there's other areas in my life where I suffer and I struggle and I want to give up and I want to take my own life and I hurt and I feel pain. And when we get into this concept of playing this game of the hierarchy of suffering, then it becomes harder to have these arguments again and to have good conversation and good arguments and good disagreement, you know? So, so it's, it's this idea of can we, I don't know. I hope some of you are taking this seriously because honestly, I feel like we've got to start taking this shit seriously. We're all suffering, we're all dying and life is really tough right now for everybody. I'm tired. I'm too tired. I love you guys. I hope you have a good week. I, I can't do this, this this week. I'm just too tired. I'm hurting too. So there you go. Peace, everybody. Live in grace as much as you can. Bye-bye. listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.